monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan, some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello! And welcome back to a spook. Well, it's Halloween. I had to do the spooky one. All right. Spooky Hello. Hello. I'm doing the Seinfeld voice now. Hello. 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 And welcome to an extra spooky episode of the Briar the Creature podcast. <laughs> What's that? Wind. It sounds like a pressure washer. No, no, it's spooky wind. Wind is. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I am the creature, Joey. All right, you already it's said that. It's taking too long to say this. No, I didn't say that I was the creature yet. Oh. I, the I am the creature, Joey G. And joining me as always is, I guess, the cutest podcaster in town. But she's also a brat. <gasps> the brat bride. The bride brat. Brat bride. The brat brat brat. Nicole. Hello. How are you, hon? Good, how are you? Oh, feeling fine. Halloween's tomorrow. Ooh. Today, if you're listening to this on Friday. Oh, right, because it's Thursday night. For us, it's tomorrow. But what? to you, because today is today and tomorrow is tomorrow. Right, right, right. Today is today and tomorrow's tomorrow. But to uh, but to you, in it's fact, depending, Halloween could be two months ago, depending on when you listen to this. Oh. But it's like you get to bring a little I piece I like of- how you encompassed all of the possible viewers. Hey. Yeah, well, there's no viewers. On um, um, listeners? listeners. Yeah, yeah. Radio is new. I understand why you. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> you dipshit. But yeah, shit. so no matter when you listen to this, you can bring a little slice of Halloween home to you. We basically do Halloween every week on the podcast, right? And by every week, you mean whenever we get to do an episode. We used to Supposed do it every, to be week. every week. Well, we try to do it every week. It's our goal. We fail. We just don't like spending time together. <gasps> That's not it. We're just yeah. We love it. Ugh. We don't like it. We love it. You're being ridiculous. That you like? Yes, it sounds like you love spending time with me. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, this is part two of our two-part, four-part series of Hammer Horror Films. Yep. Uh, the best of intentions, we ended up only getting to two, but we watched them, and now you get to listen to us talk about them, you lucky devils. And this week it was my pick... Plague of the Zombies. Yes, from 1966, Nicole picked Ooh. Plague of the Zombies, the Hammer film directed by John Gilling, starring Andre Morrill, John Carson, Jacqueline Pierce, Brooke Williams, and Michael Ripper. Brains. No, no, not those brains. kind of zombies. Also, it's weird that everyone thinks zombies are like all about brains, because the only zombie movie I've ever seen where they actually like, is Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. From the 80s. Yeah. Which is a great movie, and it's because it's got a zombie half a dog. Remember zombie the half, a dog? half a dog? Remember the half a dog? It's no. Because like the movie's in like a medical supply place, and then there's that dissected dog, so it's cut like down the middle, so it's like a, a like a cross section of a dog yeah. carcass, and then the, the the gas that turns people into zombies gets in there, and the, the half a dog comes to life. That's like the thing I remember most about that movie, I, the half a dog. I remember that they were a bunch of punk rockers. I remember half a dog and punk rock movies from that movie. Because Lena Quigley has her top off in that movie. Joey, you're so obsessed with boobs and horror movies. I think there's something wrong with you. Uh, I'm not obsessed with boobs and horror movies. I'm obsessed with boobs in all movies. It doesn't have to be horror. You're just mad because I pointed out that this particular Hammer horror film had less cleavage than most. Yes. But anyway, 
before we get into the, the, the grim and details, the grim and gritty and surprisingly uh, non-titillating details for a Hammer Horror film, let's have a listen to the trailer for The Plague of the Zombies. is bound for a terrifying destination. Dead. But no corpse can remain at peace in this village of the undead, this land of the zombies. In this place, no one is safe. No one can hide from witchcraft, superstition, and fear. Even Sir James Forbes, the clear-headed man of science, was forced to accept the horrifying facts. Young Martinus also says that he saw something on the moors, something that he insists was his brother. But we know that his brother is dead. We also know that he is not lying in his coffin. Someone in this village is practicing witchcraft. That corpse wandering on the moors is an undead zombie. <laughs> A place dominated by men without morals, whose bloodlusts are excited by hunting a human quarry. When Sylvia Forbes hated the young squire, it was dangerous. But when she fell in love with him, it was lethal. Plague of the Zombies. This is early zombie days. This is before Romero made zombies... Uh, what they are today. What we look at as the living dead emerging from the grave. Uh, this is sort of tra- traditional classic voodoo zombies. Yeah, the voodoo dolls were so cool looking. Little, I think that everything about this movie was cool looking. The little clay voodoo dolls. Yeah. They were so cute. I just want to play with them. I mean, that's the, the, the number one thing I would say about this movie is, like all Hammer horror movies, it, it looks fantastic. Good. Like, even, and I know we have a differing opinion on how uh, compelling and interesting this movie was. Um, regardless of that, it looks fantastic. So even so, it, it can't get too bad of a mark because at least it's interesting to look at while you're watching it. So even if you were bored, which I suspect you might have been, uh, it was still really pretty, and just like the atmosphere was really good. Well, if you listen to our podcast from last, I, I never week, do. Not you oh. talking to everyone else. Now, you just close your ears because I'm not even talking to you. <laughs> He's staring off into space now. Oh, no, I lost what my train of thought was. Um, what? I wasn't listening. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Something you wrote last week. Oh, yeah. So, if you listen to last week's... I don't. My review of this movie is pretty much the same. 
Oh, great. Well, then we don't have to bother doing this then. Excellent. Thanks. So just like recap last week's and then okay, well, you'll get what I think about I it. I think this is actually a much better movie than the one we watched last week. But anyway, let's let's talk about the plot. All right. Okay. And let me start. Let me start. Okay. So there's this girl and boy and they are in a carriage. Tra-la-la-la-la. They trot off and then... Okay. You're already doing this horribly. It's not a boy and a girl in a carriage. It's father and daughter. So, Okay, so like most Hammer movies, there's like an old British gentleman who ends up being the hero. I love that these movies always have like... That sometimes there's like a dashing young guy, but he usually gets killed or is useless. The main guy, the hero, is always some old man. <laughs> and I don't know why I think that's so you cool. You just spoiled the movie. No, we didn't. You just already said the old guy's the hero. No one knew that. <laughs> the fuck is that a spoiler? spoiler? He's the main character, you fool. He's not the main character. Yes, he is. No. Who's the main character then? The daughter. No, she's not. Yes. She's a prop for most of the movie. No, she's off running around. She she confuses the fox hunters. Yeah, that's really crucial to the plot of this movie. So, okay, the movie begins with uh, a Cornish village. A Cornish where, village? Yes, a Cornish village where uh, a bunch of the people in the village are dying from a mysterious plague. Do they farm Cornish game hens? That's probably where the name Cornish Game Hen comes from, darling. They're good game little birds. From... They're, they're very small, but they're big in face, I tell you. <laughs> are you trying to do voices on this show now? Are we doing voices this week for Halloween? No. I can do Hulk Hogan, brother. Those Cornish Game Hens are running wild, brother. Anyway, the, the daughter is like... Watches the fox run to the right, and then the fox hunters okay. come, and they're like, where's the fox? She's like, it's that way, and she points to the left, and confuses them. I'm just glad that fox lives. I'm just saying that, like, that is such a minor part of this movie, that, like, you're spending way too much energy talking about that little scene where she confuses the dickheads. Who, by the way, accidentally knock a guy's casket into, like, a river and don't They reminded care. me of the, like, the very proper English horseback riders and their little outfits and little hats and the riding horses, but they're very much like a motorcycle gang. Yeah, they, they like, that, t- that part where they circle her yeah. and they're, like, the if horses are rearing up like, at her. A few years later in the United States, it would have been a bunch of, like, a motorcycle gang for They sure. were yeah. mean... They were bad guys. They looked very proper. And then they tried to rape her, remember? They did. And they had like a game. Just so we're we're jumping ahead. Yeah, we, we are. So, uh, anyway, it turns out that the old guy and his daughter have been called upon for by uh, Sir James Forbes, who is uh, Andre Morrill in this <coughs> film. He, is that right? No, Sir James Forbes is the, is the old guy. And uh, Peter, Peter Thompson is the doctor who calls for help from his mentor, Sir James Forbes, who comes with his daughter, Sylvia, played by Diane Clare. They come to town to help investigate why these people in this town keep dying. Now. Didn't uh, they say a lot, mostly men at first, too? I don't remember if they said uh, that. I don't think it was important. It was just more just like, people keep dying and the local, pl- and the local uh, citizenry and the baron, or whatever he is, the guy who's in charge of it, is he a baron or is he a squire? Right, the squire won't let them uh, do an autopsy in any of the corpses. Right. And we're like, what well, isn't that interesting? Obviously, he's the bad guy. Yeah, so Captain Old Guy and young Dr. Malad, they sneak off to the uh, the graveyard at night to try and exhume one of the corpses. But the best part is they have dinner with Peter and his wife. And then after dinner, oh, the yeah, old guy's right. like, the old guy's, 
You ladies run along to bed. We're doing the dishes. No, first he says, dinner was excellent. You should be congratulated. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just like, yes, I should congratulate you more often, Nicole, whenever you make dinner. Congratulations, Nicole. You Thank did you. it. Thank you. Thank you. And then you. it's just like, now then, you run along to bed and we shall take care of the dishes. I'm like, I just like the idea. Because on the one hand, I was like, oh, that's nice. They're doing the dishes. But on the other hand, it's like, yeah, but you made them go to bed. Like, Women, you go to bed All right, now. girls, we finished dinner. And we usually finish dinner at what? 6.30, quarter to 7 at the latest. Now it's like, all right, we finished eating. There's nothing else for you guys to do. You might as well just go to bed. <laughs> and uh, in doing so, they because they did that, they kind of end up getting one of them killed and one of them almost raped. <laughs> well, because the Peter's wife. Yeah, who's been sick. Who's been sick? She like has like a spell over her, and she runs off into the woods. <laughs> a spell over her. Tra-la-la-la-la. She's a zombie. Yeah, this, people don't know that yet. It's and, called Plague of the Zombies, darling. Was like a voodoo spell on her. Shut up. And then Sylvia sees her go, and she's like, "Oh, I have to save my friend." So she chases her. <laughs> if she's trying to save her friend, she doesn't like try and catch her. She's just wanting to see where she's going. Because she doesn't know she's a zombie yet, remember? And then she... Finds her dead body. She sees a guy that that, that was like dead. Zombie. I like the makeup of the zombies, too. Because they knew that guy was dead because they saw the yeah, horseback was... riders knocked over that castle. Well, that was the part I was getting at, though. Because, no, that wasn't that guy. Yes, it was. No, the guy that they saw was the guy that they dug up who was missing from the casket. No, no. She, was that the same guy? Yeah, because remember, he, the father later is like, you recognize that guy, didn't you? She's like, yes, he's the man from the right, casket. Right, because it was the same guy that got knocked off of the bridge, was the same guy that they went to dig up and he was gone. And she saw him throw her friend's dead body away. Right, and then she's like, eek, and runs away. I feel like we're saying this in a very confusing way. I don't think people are going to be able to follow what we're saying. Well, then they can listen to a different podcast. But until then, they have to just put up with this. So so she, on her way back to the castle, uh, that's where she gets like cornered by the rapists. No, that was before. She gets cornered by the rapists before. No, no, no. Before her friend dies. Oh, oh no, you're right. Because then the, the squire no. says condolences for her friend being dead. No, no, no. Yes. You're right. The yeah. first thing you said well, Why are you right. saying no, then? <laughs> okay. Uh, you were right that when you said that she gets... Cornered by the horseback riders yeah. first, taken away, and then right, she and she decides that she wants to walk in the baroness or the the squire. The squire is like, "I will get you. I will escort you home." She's like, "You've done enough. Thank you. I'm going to walk." Yeah, that, that, that scene was funny though because like she gets like very like grouchy with the the squire, but like her reaction to the squire is very much just like, "I find you rude and malodorous, sir," and not just like all of your sidekicks just tried to rape me. <laughs> Because that's what they did. I know. They played a game to see who was going to go first, it yeah. seemed. Yeah, they did. They did that. Remember, we said, look at that. They're playing a game to see who gets to go first. We did say that when we were watching this movie. And then the square comes in and he's just like, you ruffians, you rotten kids. You go to bed now. He says, hey, you kids, get out of that jello tree. The pudding zippity's up. It was Bill Cosby who played him. Um, <clears throat> so that happened. Yep. Uh, right, and that's when she sees the dead body, and then she gets home, and she's like, oh. she's like, Dad, this is fucked up, and the dad's... Just... And like, I love the fact, though, one of the best things about this movie is that Brooke Williams, the old guy... No, fuck, I keep doing this wrong. Andre Morel, the old guy, doesn't, like, doubt that they're zombies. He's just like, ah, yes, there must be zombies. <laughs> I was like, I love that the old guys in these movies always, like, know what they're dealing with. Because <laughs> the one thing I hate in horror movies 
It's like the 35 to 45 minutes where none of the characters believe that it's a monster or a mummy or a werewolf. Because I'm just like, have none of you ever seen a fucking movie? Of course it's a monster. I guess they try to make the movie seem more in real life by doing it that way, but it But by doing that, they make it boring. feel less real. Because then at the same time, you're like, really? So in the, in the reality of this movie, they've never heard of movies. Like, in this movie, fine. It makes sense because movies, movies really don't exist. Sense. But he knew what it was. Because <laughs> he read books. And you can find all this information at your local library. The Twitcher. Yes. But no, it drives me mental because people have seen monster movies. So when you see someone, like, turning into a bat and drinking blood, it's like, hmm, I wonder what that is. Well, it's probably a vampire. You know, like a vampire. It's like a vampire, you know. You know this. Doesn't that bother you? Not really. That's one of the best things about The Howling, remember, is that everyone has heard of werewolves before. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, because it's so annoying. When I just like, think that I don't think it's annoying. I just think it can be done poorly, and it's just boring. But I think it can be done well as, as no, well. No, but it, the, my point is that it's boring because you, the audience, know it's a monster because you've seen a movie. Well, this and so you have to wait forty-five minutes for the characters to know what you already know. It's boring. Well, this movie was already boring. No, it wasn't. It was actually really good. It took so long. You took so long. To what? To shut your mouth. Oh my god, I can't believe you just said that. You're still not doing it. You want me to shut my mouth? I do. You look into space like I did. (laughs) There it goes. Finally. Welcome to the Joey Show. So, where were we? Where did we leave off? The part where... Oh yeah, so she ends up... uh, While she's... Before she leaves... No. Later, the squire comes to her house again, doesn't he? Yeah. Right, and that's when he breaks the glass and cuts her finger. By accident. By accident, on purpose. And then that's my favorite part, remember? Because he, like, grabs her finger. And squeezes and it. And squeezes blood into a container. And tells her, it's to check for infection. She's like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, no, not okay. What? How many times in your life, have you, is this the first time you've ever cut yourself? And her dad's a doctor. Her dad's a doctor. She would be like, wait, what? Why are you taking my blood? That's weird. Don't do that. And then she's just like, well, he must know what he's doing. Since my dad, the doctor, never does it, and you, a squire who I guess is just like a rich landowner, he, he obviously knows what he's doing. But then he can turn her into a zombie. Mm-hmm. So basically... So he goes home with his little container, and he puts it on a voodoo doll. Yes, and then he puts on his really awesome costume that makes him like a voodoo priest. The costume for the voodoo priest is so scary and awesome. It does look pretty cool. It's very cool yeah. looking. And the zombies look cool too. And I like his whole underground voodoo layer. Yes. So ultimately, um, our hero uh, goes to try and find his daughter uh, in a abandoned mine, which isn't so abandoned because the squire is using... It's one of the best things about this movie, I thought, actually, is that there's a reason for the zombies. It was kind of neat, because usually zombie movies, they don't have a reason for it, but this one, it's like, oh, there's an old gold mine underneath this village, and the voodoo guy is using the dead bodies of the people in the village, turn them in, in, into, an, into a workforce to dig up all this stuff. Yeah. Like, so there's actually a reason for zombies in this movie. That's awesome. That never happens. They have a job. Yeah, they have a little job. It's important to give zombies a job. Exactly. I totally agree. Otherwise, they're just eating people. Because honestly, zombie Maybe unemployment... Maybe that's why zombies eat people. Because they're bored. They just yeah, need a job. They just need a job like you all of us. You just gotta be like, hey, give them a chance. go work in the mines and get me the, all the gold. In the mines. Exactly, yeah. And then you don't even need to put the canaries down there. Because what's it going to do? Die? <laughs> what do you care? He's dead already. He's a zombie. Yeah, you can only come by what? I mean, never mind, like, worrying about Chilean miners trapped underground for six weeks. We just have, 
if the zombies get caved in, fuck it, we get some new zombies. I think this is a good case for making zombies. This is a great case. This is how we would solve the world's labor crises. But then... They took our jobs! The yeah. zombies took our jobs! They would get paid to do what we do. They wouldn't get paid, though. We, we wouldn't need them to do what we do because we wouldn't need to have as many jobs because we would have more money from all of our gold. Oh, right. All the gold they're mining for we us. We have the gold. I mean, unfortunately, probably like, like the... The fat cats on Wall Street would take all the gold and all the zombies. Where does that leave us, Joey? Exactly. Those fat cats on Wall Street. They're taking all the gold. They took our zombies. We could, like, pretend to be zombies, and then we'd have a job. So wait, we would pretend to be zombies so that we could work for free. Because the zombies aren't getting paid. I guess they don't need to eat. Exactly. We would just die in a mine. (laughs) Okay, that's a bad plan. Yeah, it's not a great plan. But but you know what? There are no bad ideas in brainstorming. Ultimately, uh... The old man saves the day and sets fire to the mine. And then, <laughs> I think uh, we went through that plot very quickly. We did, but so it, does the movie. The movie's it, only it about felt, 90 minutes. It felt long. It, I, it did, I do long. feel like it was a lot like the last week's. No, you're wrong. I was trying to wink, but I ended up blinking. I know. What the <laughs> I winked with both eyes. It's blinking. Blinking. Yeah, I, I can see what you mean. The pacing of it... Again, it's not as good as some I, of the I'll other say hammers it, I've seen. It was a, a bit better than last week's. I did like the zombie um, context. Well, and it the just felt stuff. like more like it had a point. Like the last week's, as much as I liked, it had a bunch of cool ideas, but ultimately they didn't really go anywhere. Whereas this one, its ideas were simpler, but it had a story, and it just went and did it, and it was like. It was quick and, and spooky, and I, I thought it was really good, and it looked great. And I really liked Sylvia as a character. I thought I liked her, too. She was, like, strong-willed and, like, believed, stood up cleavage. for her... Ugh, the poster has lots Stood of up for her beliefs about the fox not getting killed. <laughs> yeah, you were really into that fox not getting killed. I didn't give a shit about And the then fox. she, like, went out at night after they told her to go to bed to follow her Yeah, friend. she was spunky. Yeah, she had a lot, of, a lot of sass to her. Yeah, pluck. Uh, yeah, and, but I also really liked um, the, the the Andre Morel character, the old guy. Uh, he's no Peter Cushing, but uh, he's pretty close. He was good. The other guy, though, Peter, who played Peter. Yeah, he, he was so good. dramatic. Every time anything happened, he would just grab his face in agony. Yeah, he, he was a little over the top, but he was still kind of fun. It didn't bother me. But uh, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed this movie. And um, I'm not surprised that you didn't like it as much. And it's certainly nowhere near as good as a lot of the other Hammers I've seen. I think it's just because the first one I saw, the, the Frankenstein one, which was the first which one. Which is my favorite one, Is it yeah. just called Frankenstein? It's called The Curse of Frankenstein. The Curse of Frankenstein was so good, so these yeah. last two have just been a bit of a letdown for I me. I will say that of all the Hammers that I've seen, uh, this one is far down the list, I would say. And like for me, most of the Hammers are like the ones that Terrence Fisher directed, the ones he didn't. And then there are... Most of the best ones are the ones Terrence Fisher directed. And mm-hmm. then the other ones, there are some really good ones that he didn't direct. Uh, but most of them... Most of the really good ones are the ones he did direct, I think. Yeah. But in this case, actually, I liked this better than Frankenstein Created Woman. And Fisher did yeah. do that movie. I can see why. I, I think this was yeah. a better movie. Which is surprising because Frankenstein Created Woman has Peter Cushing in it. And I have a huge crush on Peter Cushing. I love that guy. I'm totally Cushing. Or crushing. Peter Crushing. <laughs> Peter Cushing. I like that you're crushing on Peter Cushing. I, that was the joke. That's what I was getting at, yeah. Crushing I, on I just Cushing. said I like that you're doing that. I like that, that too. He was Grand Moff Tarkin, you know. What? 
from Star Wars, remember? Oh, yeah! Fear will keep the local systems in line. I actually think that, like, my favorite Star Wars villain was Grand Moff Tarkin. And I'm like, I wish they hadn't killed him in the first movie, because he's, he's kick-ass. Kick-ass. Yeah. So, uh, I do think it's also worth mentioning that, like, because this was so early, a lot of this movie had to have had influence on Night of the Living Dead. Right? Like, this was two years before that movie came out. So I think this movie deserves some more recognition for... For being an early zombie film and how yeah, much of an influence, especially on like the way the zombies move, and they're in this blue, movie. like yeah, like Dawn yeah, of the, the, dead. the makeup and all that. I, and I think it's very, it's a really atmospheric movie, and like it's really beautiful looking, and I love that. Like they could make these super lush gothic romantic horror films for like no money in that time, yeah, because like, these movies had low budgets, but you would never know it by looking at them. I think it's cool how red the blood is. Yeah, and it's also vibrant and colorful, yeah. But just, like, the production value is insane. They make these movies... This movie's budget was approximately 100,000 pounds in 1966. What is that in dollars? Uh, let's have a look here. 100,000 pounds... Uh, I really don't know any conversions of anything. Canadian dollar pounds in 1966. The value of the pound... So let's figure out what the average pound was. So the average pound... Um, what? The pictures on our walls. We have our house really decorated for Halloween right yeah, now. Do. do you think that they're too scary for Brody? Or do you think he's... I think bo- he'll be fine. Do you think he's a baby and doesn't really know what he's seeing? I think, well, I think you've, either way, I think he'll be fine. So if it was 100,000 pounds... Uh, so today that would be about... million dollars. So that's a really low budget movie. Like, no movies, and no movies made for 1.4, and that's 1.4 million pounds actually, so it would be about probably 3 million dollars. So that's a low budget movie. Is it? Very. My god, movies are expensive. Oh, you have no idea. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You know how much the Hobbit movies cost? All three of the Hobbit movies? No. Like, the total budget of those three Hobbit movies was like 1.2 billion, which is stupid because they suck. It's a lot of money. Oh, it makes me. It just bugs me how much movies cost because there's no way they're worth it. Like, look at a movie that had like one percent of that budget. That's more entertaining. Like, The Hobbit doesn't even look that good. Like Clerks. I mean, Clerks doesn't look as good as The Hobbit, but like The Hobbit. <laughs> my point is, The Hobbit doesn't look that good. But look at like an amazing blockbuster or like eye candy movie and look at what it costs, and it didn't cost anywhere near. I think right now the most expensive like single film ever made is Pirates of the Caribbean three, which was like four hundred million dollars. Really? Yeah, I know, right? Like, why? Why is that movie? That movie's not special in any way or anything. I mean, it made a lot of money, so whatever. My point is, like, the Hammers do a lot with a little, and they just like look incredible. Yeah, it, it was cool. These are my favorite horror movies. I love Hammer. I'm sure I've said that before. Yes. I've, said, I've Ted that before, and I've said that before. <laughs> I've Ted. Ted. That's the noise it makes when the ha- when the axe goes into your head. Splat. You're yeah. sick and twisted. Oh, right. Oh, there's a little cat on our fridge. It's a scary cat. That's cute. Yep. My eyes are burning again. Oh, it's spooky. Anyway, that's it for our two-part Hammer retrospective. What are we watching next week or next Next week time? or next time. Yeah, let's just say next time. Uh, next time, I recently acquired a little 
a new Criterion Collection Blu-ray. Woo. So uh, I've seen this movie before, but you haven't, so I'm pretty excited. And I've only seen it once. You said it's another Cronenberg? It is. David Cronenberg, 1981, Canadian sci-fi horror film, written and directed by David Cronenberg, starring Jennifer O'Neill, Stephen Lack, and Patrick McGowan. It is Scanners. What's Scanners about? Scanners is about uh, people with unusual telepathic and telekinetic powers and a... Uh, company uh, searches out scanners to use them for its own purposes. And it's got one of the best, like, gore set pieces ever in a movie. What is it? That guy's head exploding. Cool. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Anyway, it's a really cool movie, and I'm excited for you to see it, and I'm excited to watch it in glorious high definition. Sweet. I was so excited when that Blu-ray came out. <laughs> Remember how excited that was? Yeah. The only other one I was more excited about was when the Eraserhead Criterion came out. You were excited for that. I was. But we've already watched that on this show, so we're not mm-hmm. going to... I'm going to do it again. But anyway, uh, until next time, have a happy and very spooky Halloween. Uh, 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 Want to hear my uh, Bill Lugosi uh, impression? Yeah. Listen to them, children of the night. What music they make. It's good, right? That's good. Thank you. You've never seen that movie, though, have you? No. So you don't actually know no. if it's good or not. <laughs> I'm just being supportive. Aw, you're sweet. Until next time, I am the creature Joey G. And I'm the bride, Nicole. Y'all stay scary and have a happy Halloween. Kissy, kissy. Oh. How oh, could I hate when this the dog woman dies. <laughs> ever decide to wed this man?